Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico. Hello there. Welcome to The Leadership Leap. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. Well, I am so excited about today. It's going to be such an amazing show. But before I tell you about it, I always leave you hanging, don't I? I'd like to thank Heather Nelson from Bridge Rays for guest hosting last week's nonprofit-focused show. Heather did an amazing job as guest host, and she'll be back in February to do it again. And she'll be helping to talk about money and leadership in the nonprofit sector on another Nonprofit extravaganza. Um, but I also want to say big thanks to Mike Prosserman. He is our was our guest from Epic Leadership, and he shared his story of building and handing over, which is one of the toughest part as a founder, whether you're uh, this you're founding a startup in in for profit land or as a social business or as a nonprofit. Um, he shared his his journey about building and handing up and the succession of his charity Unity. If you've ever thought about starting a nonprofit or you want to know what's involved in leading a nonprofit, have a listen. You can click on the link on the show page or download it in your favorite podcast provider. So today we're talking about something that I view it as one of the most important determining factors in whether people follow you because they have to or because they want to, and that's character. We've got Kathleen Redman here from the Center for Character Leadership, and she'll tell us why it's so important to leadership to have character, uh, but or, and, and you know how it plays out in organizations. But we'll also be discussing the big question, and it's something I've always wondered, and I don't know the answer to. Um, hopefully, uh, Kathleen does or can help us get our heads around it, which is can we develop it? Can we build character? Can we grow it within ourselves and within organizations? And then Michelle Bevan is also here for her regular segment, What's Your EQ? And today I'm very excited because we're going to we're going to get practical. She's going to give us some tips and strategies for how we can build our emotional intelligence superpower. We're going to talk about why it's a superpower, and that is something that you can for sure develop. So we're going to be talking about that, and she'll be sharing some great tips with you. So going to be a good one today, folks. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you that you could be hanging out with me every Sunday morning, uh, getting. And receiving a we- weekly leadership inspiration. Sorry, I'm just I'm I'm flagging there because I'm thinking about the fact that when one of the things that I I have uh, one of the things I enjoy most about doing this work is getting feedback from people that I am. So as a listener, I may not be able to interact with you, but I'm thinking about uh, uh, somebody who wrote back to me when I sent. Uh, my weekly inspiration to them in on a Sunday morning. And one of the things that she fed back to me is every time I read something you send to me, Leanne, I learn something. And I have to tell you, it was one of the biggest moments for me in terms of um, as a leader, as somebody who does this work and puts content out there and, and hopes it lands. Um, it was really wonderful to hear. So just to let you know, you're not just signing up to the list to kind of get sales stuff. It's, it's I actually try and provide really great content for you to learn about it. But I would also love to invite you, if you are listening to the show regularly and you're 
getting something from it, I would love to hear from you. If you could email me at info at theleadershipleap.net and let me know, like, what, what have you learned so far? What, what's been helpful? Any of the coaches, we've, we've got some rock stars who've come on the show. How has it helped you? I would love to hear from you. So info at theleadershipleap.net. But you can also sign up for my inspiration at theleadershipleap.net website. So hope to hear from you and hope to see you on the other side of my community. So Kathleen Redman is an award-winning executive coach certified through the International Coaching Federation and a master certified coach, highest level, but she's also a leadership trainer and author. She's an adjunct professor at the University of Guelph and works uh, there in the, and has helped found the Master's in Leadership Program. I will share with you, I also taught at the University of Guelph and had the great privilege of utilizing one of Kathleen's books as the text there. Um, So, you know, it was super helpful for the students. And Kathleen is the founder of the Center for Character Leadership. She founded that in 1993. So if you think about it, she's been doing this a while, so I'm so glad to get to talk to her about it. We talk about character a lot, um, but it's not a new issue. It's not a new thing. It's been around for a long time, and it's it's really important for us to hear from people who've been um, talking about it for a little while to understand the trends. So with over 35 years of management experience and a passion for leadership communication, Kathleen works in the heart of industry, and her work has taken her from Istanbul to Honolulu to factories in the south of the United States, as well as the oil fields of Alberta. Her passion is to strengthen engagement and produce results through rich, authentic communication. And her five workplace-focused books, highly recommend, are available on her website, centerforcharacterleadership.com. Kathleen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Leanne, and thank you. That was a really lovely introduction. For the kind words around uh, the book, I'm so glad that you and the students found it useful. So, yeah, delighted to be here with you. Well, I'm so, and it's funny because um, I, I actually taught the course before I got to meet you, and that's partly why I reached out to you because I was like, oh, I, I want to have Kathleen on my show. Um, but also, I thought it was great um, bringing the the concepts of engagement and character into business school training. I think it's super important. Thank you. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. So tell us, you know, tell us about you. And ter- how did you get started in this work? Yeah, absolutely. I'd be delighted to. And I know it's a long story, so I'm going to try and make it as brief as I can. But certainly, uh, I spent years as a frontline uh, employee and then a leader. And then 27 years ago, when I started my own business, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's that long, but it is, uh, what I was initially doing in the first uh, few years was traveling extensively, facilitating uh, leadership training, certifying uh, facilitators to go ahead and facilitate it in their, this, um, what we called in those days soft skill training or leadership communication skills training in their own workplaces. And it was amazing work and it was intimate work because I worked so closely with people over a period of time. And often, often, be it during a break or a meal or a cup of coffee, people would confide in me and they'd say, you know, I know this makes great sense. I know we're talking about honest, straightforward, direct communication, positioned very constructively, but I know when I go back to my organization that I'm going to be told to do it the way it's always been done. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. You know, forget all that stuff, which pre- people perceived in those days as fluffy. I don't think it was fluffy, and I don't think they're soft skills. I think they're actually quite challenging skills. Yes. But this was a message. Yeah, this was a message that I, I heard quite often. 
And as time went on, I thought, you know what, I've got to figure this out because we're just scraping the surface here with teaching the steps and skills in this kind of format. So I started to do the research for my first book, which was called, which is called Rules of Engagement for Communicating at Work. And what I realized that there are two huge, huge issues that underlie the ability for people to work together effectively. And one is, what is the system within which they work? Does the system truly support people working in a transparent, open, honest, decent, civilized fashion, or is there something else at at play here? So the first piece was around the system, which I call culture in my books, Mm -hmm. as you know, Leanne. And then the second piece that emerged is the notion of individual character. Who is the person? Who is the leader, particularly the leader at the top, the leaders at the top? Who are they? What do they want the culture to be? What are they modeling? And how is this cascading through the organization? And at every level, the notion of who this person is is so critically important, and that's character. So the two big concepts that emerge for me, and as you know, flow through all my work, is around the importance of the right culture to support the kind of workplace we want to have, and secondly, the ability to be authentically yourself and have a transparent, honest uh, character that stands for the right thing. That gives a little bit of context, yeah, of of how I came to this, what underlies the ability to really behave properly in the workplace. Absolutely. And, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time to set those out because those are the two things that, you know, they actually have to work together. They are actually both important pieces for either to to be able to flourish. So let me ask you first, though, because we're talking about character and I want to kind of you started talking about it, so I don't want to miss it. What what do you see as character in leadership? Because I think it's the kind of word that we throw around a lot, but we haven't, um, we need to kind of define it a little bit in terms of having, helping people to understand what we mean when we say that. So what do you, what do you, when you talk about it with your students or with your, the people you coach or facilitate or teach online, what is it that you talk about in character and leadership? What does it look like? Well, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for that, because I think it's critical that we have terms of reference. What, what do we mean? So what do, we, what do I mean when I'm talking about uh, someone who has character leadership skills? So we're talking about someone who has both the competence, the ability to create clarity, explain purpose, clearly articulate expectations, and hold people accountable in a constructive way. Right. So how do you do that? So layer on to that, the constructive way being what I would call, and I call in my book, um, the values, positive behaviors such as integrity and respect for others and truthfulness and humility and inclusiveness and courage, collaboration and good judgment. Oh, and wow. right now what I'm... Yeah, I know. What I'm doing right now is, is articulating some of the, the absolute key, um, some of the key research done by um, the Ivy School of Business. Uh, Dr. Mary Crossan, Gerard Sajitz, and Jeffrey Gantz have worked a lot in this area, and I've had the wonderful opportunity to work with them as well. 
and put this um, concept together of what is a character culture, which is, first of all, you know, being clear on that first piece, what are we doing, what's our purpose, and then layering on how do we work together. And that's often the part, and I'm sure you know this, Leanne, that's uh, not paid as much attention to, how do we work together. Yes. So a character leader is somebody who's get, who is really clear on who they are, what they're doing, why they're doing it, and they're creating a legacy for themselves, how they want to be known currently and when they leave in that workplace. Yeah, and so one of the things too, well, thank you. And you know, it's and that list, I'm just still thinking about that list. And if, if everybody, if that was the list that every single, you know, when you onboarded into an organization and the organization said, these are our values here. This is the kind of leader we expect you to be and held people accountable to that. Wow, like our workplaces would be so much better, so much better. Um, But one of the things I wanted to pull out that you had said uh, in terms of one of the traits of a character leader is to hold others accountable. And I think that's super important. And it's really easy as a leader not to do that because that's the hard stuff. That's the, it's awkward. We might not be liked, things like that. Um, But I wanted to ask you too, when I think about leaders who I feel led with character, I also think of leaders that hold themselves accountable. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that, because it it actually, um, it kind of connects to the integrity piece and, you know, all of that. But there there is something about leaders that um, they're, they're not just leading out, they're leading within. So they know who they are, but they're also willing to take responsibility. Well, absolutely, and and maybe just to provide a little bit more context around this um, and some of the research, because that helps with accountability. So, you know, if we ask why is this important, why is being a leader of good character important, I think there's some really good research that can help with that. And one of the the pieces of research that that I have gone to in writing is um, around engagement. What what, What creates an engaged workplace? And one of the most well-known sets of questions is the Gallup Q12. And if you look at those 12 questions, the majority of the questions require that leaders possess the competence, which we talked about, the what, the why, and the how, which is the character, to create an engaging workplace. So accountability can come about in terms of those, um, the research that people do, leaders do in their own organizations regarding what is engaging, what is not, how they can improve, etc. And, you know, if you look at the numbers around engagement... Oh, my goodness, right? Yeah, absolutely. So bad. What review you look at, um, it says that there's an opportunity for us to more fully engage our people. Some numbers. In the USA alone, it's estimated the economy loses between 450 to 550 billion dollars annually due to decreased productivity from disengaged employees. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, huge. That's a Gallup 2013 statistic. So yeah. that, that's one piece of that. And if I, before I go on and talk more about um, engagement on the part of leaders, there's another side to this coin. And I think this is the, the side that I'm spending more time in and learning more about, even though anecdotally, I'm sure you know this, Leanne, and I've, I've witnessed this so many, many times, so many times, and it's that it's not just up to the leaders to create an engaged workplace. Right. 
the leaders, of course, it starts with them, and it starts with the senior leadership, and it cascades down, and all those good things. But the people within the workplace have to participate in a healthy way as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And we often don't talk about that at all. So listen, Kathleen, we're just going to take a quick break because I really want to dive into this. There is something around personal responsibility and leading small L even without a title uh, and bringing character to the table. So when we come back, we're going to keep talking about what you can do as a person who's within the workplace, whether you're a leader or not. And we're also going to Uh, hit that that really big question of whether you can build character and develop it. So we'll be back in just a sec. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hi there, welcome back. We're chatting with Kathleen Redmond of the Center for Character Leadership. Before the break, we were talking about character, what it is and why it's important as a leader. And then um, we just started getting into it, but I wanted to really dive deep into this one because um, it's a really crucial aspect of current leadership. Uh, historically, we often kind of deferred responsibility within organizations to the leadership and rightly so as as Kathleen pointed out like there's a whole piece around accountability that's the job that's you're you're up front but there's also something that we can all contribute so Kathleen we're just starting to talk about that can you can you share like what is it that if if you're not you know the CEO or the director or even if you're not in a titled leadership position like what is our responsibility around character when we turn up Exactly, and that is the question. And there's a, a wonderful author and consultant, Cy Wakeman, who says engagement without accountability equals entitlement. Right. And what this means that everyone within the organization has a healthy organization has a responsibility to treat others well. And we know the strong relationships at work actually benefit our health and that toxic, hostile environments are stressful and unpleasant and damage the effectiveness of the workplace. And healthy cultures depend on the good culture of all. You know, and I think back to one organization I worked for, and one of the supervisors told me a story about how he'd come in in the morning and there'd be a note on his desk and someone would say, so-and-so did this during the night shift and you need to deal with it. <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> and that idea familiar. that yes. it's all on the leader's, to fix everything, even if they didn't see it or were involved themselves, is going by the wayside. We work in different kinds of organizations. People work together in very different kinds of ways, virtually, matrix organizations, and so forth. And we all require the skills to make sure that we're working in a healthy workplace. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and how does that relate to character then? So we talked about some of the um, character characteristics, sorry for the pun, of, you know, the, what you, your kind of list. Is, is it the same list in terms of turning up with integrity, things like that? Well, I think the list depends on the organization. And the reason why I wrote Building a Character Culture, which is, as you know, it's a story set in a restaurant, and then the evidence following that, and then the tools to help people, was not to say this is the model that you're supposed to use, the character culture framework, but rather to be specific and to be clear about what it is that people are supposed to do in this organization, how people are supposed to act. And then to set that out and then ask the leaders to model it and to give, um, to train around it and to give feedback around it. And so often in the past, as you know, the majority of training has been leaders. And now we need to look at who is working there and making sure that people possess the skills to do the job effectively, the what, the why, and the how, and are supported around that. And there is accountability. And the accountability is not just from the leaders, but from people who work with others. And thank goodness for this. And, and let me just quickly give you one of the tools that I think is um, my, my clients have found really helpful, is to look at this 
self-awareness tool, or what I call a character model. And this was developed with the help of Dr. Karina Feidelde Van Dyke, who's a psychologist. And it talks about we have to, each one of us, has to look at our inner world, our beliefs, our values, our intentions. You know, who are we and what is it we're trying to achieve? And then the internal interplay of our thoughts and our feelings, which are then reflected in our words and actions. And if we're going to be authentic, if we're going to be someone of authentic character, we have to be in alignment. We have to know and understand what's going on inside of us as it manifests in our words and our actions. And that's for leaders and that's for everybody else in the organization. So I hear people say things like, Oh, well, that's just the way I am. Too bad put up with it. Well, you know, no, not good enough because even though a person can be incredibly well-intended, people are interpreting their words and actions, and that impact counts, and they have to be able to listen to the impact that their behavior is having on other people. Right. Oh, so that's so good. And so that kind of has led us into it's It's a really great um piece around this is how you build character this is how so just uh, even a tool like that but also like you said the self-awareness piece and having an intention uh, about how you show up and about who you are Um, I mean it's not mm, there's lots of uh, obviously you know we, we both you know do leadership training and stuff like that there's lots of kind of things to to do the work around that, but it really isn't, uh, it is a, a very simple, simple way to start, right? Is to kind of say, who am I? How am I showing up? How can I do better? Absolutely, Leanne. Absolutely. And I think the, the thing with the, the tools and the models is, you know, you and I both read the research and we know the research is, is so, can be so convoluted. I'm so fortunate to have one foot in the academic world where I, I'm aware of this research, but I can turn this into practical tools for my clients, the things that they can use. And that is such a gift, and I'm so grateful for that. And right now I'm teaching an online program called Your Character, and it's not just for leaders. It's for anyone in the workplace who chooses to really figure out What are your values? What do you stand for? What are you trying to do? What's getting in your way? And here are some skills, some what we would call some first ladder or basic skills, listening skills, being able to offer positive feedback, being able to offer constructive feedback in a way that really is helpful, and to hear the feedback of others. And I'm so grateful that there's interest in this this series, yeah, because it's helping people have basic basic tools to help each other and help themselves in the workplace so the workplace can be a healthier, more fun, more pleasant, more effective place for themselves and everybody else. And at every level. Okay, so thank you for sharing that because it's really important. Learning is very accessible now. You can, uh, and I know, Kathleen, that this is a popular course, so if people want to participate where, and so if they want to access your courses or they want to find out more about you, or they want to buy your books, which I highly recommend uh, everybody uh, has a, uh, checks out Kathleen's books. Where can they find you? Well, thank you, Leanne. My website is center, C-E-N-T-R-E, for F-O-R, characterleadership.com. So Brilliant. centerforcharacterleadership.com. Yep. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of your wisdom and your, um, you know, you've been doing this work for many years, but we still have much to do, obviously. So I highly recommend if people are looking for, you know, some training around looking at who you are authentically, how you can show up in your organization, check out Kathleen's course at centerforcharacterleadership.com. Thanks, Kathleen. Thank you so much, Leanne. That was really fun. Okay. Take care. Okay, so now I'd like to welcome back Michelle Bevan for her segment of What's Your EQ? So last month, uh, Michelle helped us better understand what emotional intelligence is. She did that, you know, the first time. And then last month, it was all about emotional triggers, which was a great uh, conversation. So we're building on that now. We want to talk about why... why is emotional intelligence a superpower and how can we grow that superpower? So we're, we're kind of all about, you know, trying to help you figure out ways to develop your skill sets uh, and also how you are at work today. So Michelle Bevan is an International Coaches Federation certified coach. She's got, she's also got an extensive human resources background, which is always very helpful uh, when you have a coach because um, they understand the system. And as an executive coach, Michelle's focus is on emotional intelligence. She employs formal EQ assessments to identify gaps as the foundation in her one-to-one coaching with her clients. And she helps new leaders and experienced executives to better understand themselves, manage their emotions, motivate, inspire their teams, and fully step into the strong and respected leaders they want to be. Michelle, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Leanne. It's great to be back. It's so good to have you here. I can't believe it's been a month. We've had a whole kind of holiday season in in the meantime. And we talked, I remember it was very helpful um, talking to you about triggers just before we all descended upon our families and uh, had time together. Yeah, I had a few comments on that. So um, so it was well-timed for sure. <laughs> Okay, so this time we're going to talk about emotional intelligence as a superpower. So tell us, why is emotional intelligence a superpower, do you think? Well, just as a little bit of a refresher, emotional intelligence is really that set of emotional and social skills that establish how we perceive and express ourselves, develop social relationships, cope with challenges, and use that information, emotional information, in an effective and meaningful way. So being able to manage our emotions really makes us um, better at our interactions, our relationships, and our life in general. It helps us run things more smoothly. Right. Yes. And also, so the other part of emotional intelligence is that we have it in our, and, you know, we're kind of bridging over to social intelligence, but there is a bit of an emotional, uh, a piece an EI around being able to see and manage the emotions of others as well. And so for me as a leader, often that's a superpower too, to be able to see what's happening for people and be able to help them manage it. Right. Absolutely. Being able to understand your own emotions and uh, those of others to, in order to affect the way you act and react makes you a stronger leader. Yeah. It's, it's, there is research out there that says that um, there's a high correlation between how you feel at work, for example, and the level of your supervisor's EI skills. So if your supervisor oh. is feeling, yeah, interesting. Um, if your supervisor is feeling things like disengagement or, um, as Kathleen talked about, you know, um, a gap between what they feel is their value and their purpose, or they're feeling burnt out, Chances are, as an employee, you're going to start to adopt those kind of feelings as well. 
Okay, that is super important for people to understand, both as a leader themselves or as, you know, someone who is supervising others, but also in terms of, you know, being supervised. That transference is, that is significant. So it's a bit like kryptonite. I'm going to go with this superpower (laughs) thing. That's that's the kryptonite, right? That's the thing that's going to make us all weaker. Exactly. And as a leader, you know, to, a strong leader is a better communicator and being able to, you know, be that understanding of themselves So, in order to understand others so that they can be more receptive to others. And, you know, we feel a lot of emotions, three to five emotions every minute. So being able to manage our own emotions as a leader and being able to regulate our emotions either up or down as appropriate mm. is really, really important and makes us a stronger leader. And I'm going to say that it's not necessarily a natural ability. Um, so, you know, when we talk, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just so focused on the superpower thing because I do, I see emotional intelligence as something that is, um, if, if you're good at it, if you're able to learn it, if you're able to develop it, and we'll talk about the strategies for developing it in a bit. But if you have it, then you're able to accomplish so much more, but it doesn't mean that we're born with it. It's not necessarily Superman superpowers. It might be more Batman acquired. So, um, you know, could we start talking about like, what are the strategies that we can start to, you know, use in order to develop that superpower? Because I I feel like people, I don't want people thinking they have to be born with it and that's it if they haven't got it. No, absolutely. And that's a great point. But, you know, I like to think that there's a lot of talk right now about emotional intelligence and really, you know, people wanting to understand what this is all about and what are, where are my gaps as an individual or as a leader. And so I like to think of this, you know, t- this movement as an emotional revolution. We're moving towards um, a, a situation where emotions matter. So, and that people are understanding that emotional intelligence is real and it is never too early or too late to develop your EI skills. When you think about a leader that you may have had in the past who you thought, you know, was really emotionally wise, they're a good listener or they show empathy or they're calm and stay in control in certain situations, that's great. But what are the skills that they actually have to have underlying those uh, characteristics? And that's what we can talk about now is some basic skills that you can be looking at to sort of adopt and grow to improve your emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say we've got about a minute to the break. Give us top three skills that we would be wanting to work on. I'll give you the five. Recognizing emotions. So recognizing other people's body language and vocal tone. So being cued into that. Understanding emotion understanding how what I'm feeling is affecting me and the way I react. So having that understanding there, labeling the emotions. So that talks about emotional literacy, and that's putting the words behind the emotions that you feel and that you are sensing from others and being able to express your emotions in an appropriate way and then regulating, being able to regulate up or down or shifting your emotion with um, through different situations so that you can react and act differently accordingly to what you need. Okay, so that's the five 
skill set. So when we come back, we will be talking about some strategies for developing those skills, but also how we can use this superpower at work and how can we test it? Because any good superpower always has to be tested. So we'll be back in just a sec. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. 
Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for hanging around. We're having really great discussions today. Um, Just before the break, uh, Michelle and I were chatting about uh, emotional intelligence and why it's a superpower and the strategies. We're going to talk about the strategies we were talking about. Michelle gave a very nice um, kind of brief outline of what the skill sets are, but we're kind of talking in the break about how it relates very well to what Kathleen was talking about um, in in looking at character and the level of self-awareness we need. So um, with Kathleen's conversation, we were talking about how can we develop our our um, uh, our character and our ability to demonstrate character. Michelle, how can we, uh, if, you know, emotional intelligence is a key part, obviously, of being a characterful leader, but how can we work on developing our skills with that? Well, there are a number of tools um, that you can be using to identify where your gaps are, uh, where your emotional intelligence gaps are. So, for example, in my practice, I use um, the EQI 2.0 assessment tool, and that's the best-in-class assessment tool, and that will give you an idea of measures all 15 EQ-related characteristics or, or competencies, and it will show you in black and white, you know, here is where you're strong, uh, here is where you have some need to bring up your level of, of um, expertise in your emotional intelligence realm. Okay, so, so can I just jump great. in there because this is a key piece. I've met so many people who say, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm emotionally intelligent. And um, either may, and, and they're really not. So they're either demonstrating <laughs> a lack of understanding of what it means, which is entirely possible. But I've also more, in a more complex way, I've met people who know exactly what it means, but their level, their self-awareness of where they're at is not the same as what they're demonstrating. So it's this kind of tool is so important for us to have to kind of see if our perception of ourselves is matching where we are actually at, right? Absolutely. And that self-awareness, you know, having that key, and Kathleen talked about this, you know, it's foundational. So that's where it kind of all starts. If you have that self-awareness, it means that you have clarity on what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And you can understand how your emotions, in the case of emotional intelligence, impact your behavior in the workplace and behaviors in your relationships in and outside of the workplace. So developing your self-awareness superpower helps you to better be able to understand how you act and interact. And that brings a, there's a, there's a sense of authenticity that's inherent when you have that knowledge, and that authenticity helps improve your ability to influence others. So as a leader, it's a key superpower. Very much so. And I can, you know, in that... um it's funny because I did I'm not I didn't do this assessment, but a few years ago I did an assessment, and um, you know, of course, I didn't probably need the assessment to tell me this, but I, it helped to remind me of this because <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. that that's the beauty of assessments. It's like this is this is a report, this is an assessment. Uh, you don't get to throw this story out. So you know, I I did an assessment. It was talking about I'm reactive. I am reactive. And so that's, I've spent a lot of time trying to be more responsive. And I'll say that to people. I'll say, you know, I'm quite reactive. So I might say no immediately, but give me a little bit of time. I might come back to you. So it's that kind of thing that an assessment can help, right? You can kind of, um, 
it makes it okay. You don't have to be perfect. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And as I mentioned before, it's never too late. Unlike IQ, which kind of reaches yeah. the top at, at um, around age 18, EQ or EI can be developed and, and um, improved throughout your life. And, and one of the key pieces of the, the tool, the assessment, is it will also show you where um, you need to adjust the balance in some of the areas, some of the competencies. So, for example, when I first took the assessment, my empathy was off the scale, very, very high. Yeah. But my decision-making was low. So I, I needed to understand, have that self-awareness around, you know what, I'm, putting t- I'm, I'm creating too many cycles, too many thought patterns around worrying about how people, you know, this will affect people, that it's holding me back from making some necessary hard decisions. So oh, I needed yes. to be able to That's balance a great one. that out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for especially for women and particularly I've that's something that comes up with new leaders all the time. It's a Mm -hmm. it's a strong one because and we're encouraged to be empathetic. So um, but it's important for people to know that it can impact other other competencies. So thank you for that. That's a great example. Yeah, it really can. And so that the assessment, you know, provides you that information. We also get into, you know, action planning around what can I be doing or not doing? What can I start or stop in order to, you know, create better balance for myself so that I am, you know, working with people in a better way, communicating better, being more self-aware, being more understanding of other people's emotions in my decision-making, in my my reality testing, so I understand really what is the real picture here rather than just letting, you know, yourself react before understanding all of the data. Yeah, and so another strategy I, I want to bring up, which is really important, is because as you're talking about that, I mean, we can do this work ourselves. Like it's it's an ongoing, and in fact, we have to, right? It's a lifelong mm-hmm. commitment to understanding ourselves, how we are in the world, how our behavior, how our emotional, you know, um, self impacts others. But one of the things that uh, it took me a while to understand and that I I just wanted to bring out here, which is, you know, the other piece that you do, which is coaching. And coaching is a great way and a good, fantastic space, actually, for doing this kind of work. Um, Right? It's, it's, It's a really key space because it's it's vulnerable work. And so tell us how coaching helps. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we marry the assessment results, the debrief of that with the client with um, add-on coaching, one-on-one coaching, because it's absolutely necessary for you then to, as a client, to understand how do I now adopt these strategies we've been talking about? What does that look like in my real life? Um, I have the information. I have the you know, the um, the scores and I have what I need to work on, but how do I actually do that? And that's where the coaching comes in. So we are, you know, working with the individual to really get at making this a solid change in their life, like changing the way that they think and feel and react um, through that coaching process. And, and again, just tying it back to what Kathleen was talking about, which is accountability, 
um, just, you know, as a coach, you also, you help people kind of come up with ways that they're going to put it into action. But then it's also a space where you come back and say, how'd it go? And kind of build on what you've learned, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, there's nothing more gratifying to me as a coach when, because I'm on the journey with you. I'm just, I'm walking beside you. Um, I'm not telling you what to do. We're, we're getting there together and, and it's based on, you know, where you want to improve and where you think you need to improve. But there's nothing more gratifying than when the penny drops and they, you know, a client realizes, okay, you know what, my life is going to be a lot better if yes. when I make this change. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is so gratifying. So, so you're coaching someone. They've done the they've done the um, assessment. You're working with them. They've got strategies. They're trying out. They're putting it into practice. How are they testing it? We've got a couple more minutes left for the show. Um, just quickly, how are they testing? How can you test your emotional intelligence to see how you're doing? The best way is feedback. So, ask for feedback. Work with you know the people in your lives, the employees that you have to say, to be that authentic leader, to say, you know what, I've been working on some certain things. Um, let me know how you're feeling about my, if it's communication skills or my, you know, how I'm interacting with you as a team or how I'm, what, whatever it is that the individual is working on, look for feedback, ask for specific feedback, because that's going to reinforce, yeah, you know what, I, I am making the change in the right way. I am, things are working out better. People are more engaged. My team is more, you know, coming to me. Um, they're, they're less fearful. They're less, you know, whatever the issues were. So. Okay, so... I'm there's there I'm I'm experiencing two things. Um, one as a as a coach and leadership developer myself, I'm like nodding my head and saying, "Yep, yep, that's right." As a former leader, my I'm going, "Oh my god, that's so scary." <laughs> so how can how can especially if you're in a leadership position and say you're a new leader and say you're uh, or say you're wanting to be you know seen as a leader, like how can you position it so that you're also looking after yourself in that so that you're not you know what I mean so you're looking at so that you're you're kind of you're being vulnerable but not too vulnerable I think it's again it comes back to to feedback I think you know you have to also make sure that you are being self-aware in how are you feeling about things how are you feeling about what's coming back to you and really and really focusing on the things that you're working on as a leader to make sure that you're getting, you know, the data that's helpful to you. Right. I don't know if I'm answering your question. Yes. No, I think it's, that's the key is that what you're doing is you're looking for affirmation or you're looking Mm -hmm. maybe for a bit of challenge to what you're thinking about how you're doing. It's not about open season on, on me, right. It's about being willing to hear it, but also being willing to filter. Absolutely, yes. And that's that's where regulating up or down uh, really comes in handy, that superpower of being able to regulate up and down. So you have to go out of the gate looking for feedback in a solid position that you are, you know, you're comfortable with the feedback that you're looking for and, you know, the reasons why you're looking for that feedback. It's part of your growth. 
I love it. And you're not going to leak all over. I call it leaking when we're let our emotions roll over onto our staff. Right. So you're, right. we're not we're not we're not going to sit and cry and, and make people feel bad for the feedback. So really important yeah. to be very intentional. I love that, that you're kind of it's data. And if you treat it as data, yeah. then you can depersonalize and you can filter through and take what's useful. Michelle, as mm-hmm. always, this has been an amazing segment. I love your take on things and, and I think you've provided some great strategies. Thank you so much. Thank you, Leanne. Look forward to the next time. Me too. Remind us how we can get in touch with you in the meantime, if people want some coaching or they want to have that assessment or talk to you about this. Absolutely. Through my website is the best way. It's alchemy, A-L-C-H-E-M-Y hyphen coaching.com. Perfect. We'll see you next month. Great. Take care. Thanks, Michelle. Okay, so thank you um, to Kathleen and Michelle for an amazing show. I, I don't know about you, but I could, you know, sit here forever to listen to both of them. I think um, we were talking about they tied really well together. Self-awareness is a key piece in both being able to be seen as a leader with character and, and operating as one, but also in terms of, you know, how you can build that is through your emotional intelligence. And Michelle gave us some great tips for how you can do that. So I've learned so much today. I know you have too. And next week, we will have the fabulous Anne Day of Company of Women and Amy Voderick, of, uh, in, who does leadership stuff. They're coming to talk about their book and their project, Good Enough. We all worry about whether we're good enough to be a leader, whether we're good enough in lots of different spaces. So they've, they've written a book and they've talked a lot to a lot of women about this. So they're going to come and uh, talk to us about that. So if you want to stay connected with, with me in the meantime, you can sign up for weekly leadership inspiration and have your coffee or tea with me every Sunday morning. Sign up at theleadershipleap.net. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a pleasure. See you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for The Leadership Leap. Liam Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you make a successful leap into leadership.